We are cranking that soldier boy in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk Destiny, bring on guests, talk about our love of the game, and, you know, some random food talk here and there. Tonight, Kingsley is out. I apparently have the swine flu, per Cato, and uh, <laughs> sound terrible. And your other host tonight will be Dez. Dez, how have you been? I've been okay. Uh, it's been an interesting time of things so yeah interesting how uh, just uh, it's always the, the the i guess a curious time of the year because working in like manufacturing uh our schedule gets a little weird in the last like quarter of the year uh, because of so many like holidays popping up and like so much time off uh and then it doesn't take and like the first six months you have like of the next year you just have so few days off until starting right around here-ish so i had a few days off for thanks to the fourth and i have i'm in the midst of another uh four-day weekend thanks to some vacation time so hooray nice I am not so lucky with that long of time off unless I request it, unfortunately. But not, not too bad. At least you get the uh, time off. You can rest up a little bit. Uh, anything uh, new on the gaming side with you? Uh, I see you? I see some names pop up on Discord every now and again. So what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, much the same here and there, um, at least personally. Um, I still like watching... Uh, still watching like certain uh, Final Fantasy 16 playthroughs uh, because that is like my like at least uh, specific content creators and seeing them go through it. Um, just seeing like the reaction to the difference in this one is uh, kind of like my current fascination right now. So, yeah. Nice. Not too bad. I have played very little this week. Uh, my grind for housing work has continued along with the work grind. Uh, so I've been kind of tired. Um, I did see that Final Fantasy's Crisis Core was on sale during Prime Day. Uh, it was like 20, 15 or 20 bucks off, I believe. I was tempted to get it, but I, uh, I kind of went away from... Uh, do, actually pulling the trigger on it just because of lack of time but i probably will get it at some point i wouldn't mind uh jumping in there and uh then catch up hopefully to that final fantasy 16 uh but you said it was pretty good oh no yeah 16 is fantastic um 
It's, uh, the biggest complaint I see and can kind of feel is definitely there's some slight pacing issues. Uh, like the middle of the game feels like a pretty incredible slog. Um, but that's about like the gist of like most of the complaints, other than some action people, some people that you know enjoy action games. I think the combat's a little easy, um, so you know it doesn't quite feel as super engaging at times. But other than that, like I said, it's pretty much just smashing the park, or however that thing should go. <laughs> it's something. Not too bad. I just uh, I logged into Destiny for the first time uh, since reset and kind of been poking around, finishing out some of my red borders that I've needed for the season. I still don't have all the red borders, and uh, thankfully, uh, with the start of the season, we got those harmonizers. So I've been using those to clean up some of the stuff that I've been needing to do. So that is a plus right there. As far as um, Destiny, I know uh, it's been a late week overall, like I said. Um, we're kind of getting near to the end of the season. When is this season up? I feel like it's, uh, we got, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit here in the 12 of Solstice coming up, but we have Solstice, but it, it feels like just in a few weeks, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be going right into the next season. See it in the chat, five weeks, August 22nd. Yeah, I mean, not that far away. <laughs> not at all. So about a month, really about a month. Um, thanks, Muffin. ASMR, deep voices. It's uh, just because I've been having trouble the last <laughs> couple of days with my voice. So if you want, I can ASMR you to sleep afterwards. No, I'm actually excited for the season to be over. We've gotten a lot, it seems, this far. Now we're kind of in that phase where we're going to be slowing down a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. I, I skimmed through it a little bit, uh, but, Des, why don't you – let's go ahead and uh, knock out some TWAB, and maybe we can get into uh, – before the show ends, we'll get into some After Dark. I can look at the TWAB. That is anything I can do. All right. Let me make sure I got the right, the right twab up. Um, and I keep calling it twab, but it's really twid this week in Destiny. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that myself. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever really get used to that. Probably so, nobody then again, will ever do that. Twab wasn't even like the standard. I don't think. I forget what it was before this week at Bungie. That was that but was anyway, way before my time. <laughs> yeah, it was something else before this week at Bungie, but I can't even remember that anymore. So, but yeah, sure. Let's see. They did some crucible, or uh, they want to talk about some mid-season uh, crucible stuff. Uh, particularly, there's just like a couple of things. Um, but yeah, mid-season patch uh, is coming the 18th. So it'll be next week? Yeah, this coming reset, I believe. I, yeah, I can't math. Okay, yeah, reset. Um, but they're apparently going to be fixing a few out-of-bound spots in Crucible, and Whispers of, or Whisper of Change is going to be having some changes. Um, which they talk about mid-season mid Crucible, but the Whisper of Change change. 
No, in PvP, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be 15% damage reduction. It's going to be 5% damage reduction, which is going to be quite noticeable. Um, and then, of course, they went and talked about a couple of things on how they pretty much entirely broke uh, PvP, which is always a fantastic thing, because apparently they made a change to spawns, uh, trying to help uh, alleviate... Uh, Staggering spawns, essentially. Um, so they turned down the importance of enemy sight lines for uh, whenever you spawn back in. Um, which, for those that don't know, uh, in Destiny before, uh, if an enemy was looking at a lane, it would not spawn you in that location um, just to prevent spawn killing, essentially. Uh, but they, again, for whatever reason in these respawn changes, they tuned that down uh, to, tr again, try and keep you, like, closer to friends and turn the priority up, priority of where your allies were up. Um, but yeah, this apparently entirely busted PvP spawns. Um, and I believe that's... Yeah, there's going to be a hot fix after the mid-season patch. So, yeah. PvP is going to be a little rough um, with easier spawn camping and stuff. So, and they uh, they uh, mentioned that spawn change happened in one of the previous patches, I believe. Is that, um, is that right? When was it? Um, they do mention exactly when, but I'm not seeing it. I don't know if they mentioned the exact date. They, I think they mentioned like one of the previous uh, patches. It was missed in the notes or patch notes. And I want to say last week or the week before when I was playing a little bit of Crucible uh, that I did spawn in enemy sight lines and didn't really notice it. And now that they mentioned it, it kind of stands out to me because I remember spawning a couple times and getting picked off pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be rough for a little bit longer. So, yeah, um, they're also making some tweaks to uh, the competitive division matchmaking. Um, I didn't really read it because, yeah, anyway. And then still there. So they talked about dynamic skill ranges and the fact that it was going to go live, but then they didn't send it live, and then they didn't find, like, a good period to send it live. Um, and then they found a window, and then it broke everything, so now it's disabled, so now they're going to fix things, and they'll let us know when they make it live again. Still broken. <laughs> Shit's still broken. So yes, they're, they're fixing the bugs to make dynamic skill ranges live again. Uh, then, of course, like they said, they talk about... They talk a bit about Soltis... Uh, uh, Wow, I tripped all over that word. Solstice starting next week. Um, the Solstice armor is, of course, looking very dapper, as Solstice armor does. I will say that's usually some of the best armor of the year to me. Yeah, it does look uh, looks pretty good. I, be, I was kind of browsing through these pictures. Yeah. I've always liked Solstice armor, like you said. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. The glow on this year seems to be a little more subtle than they've done on previous years. But maybe yeah. it's just 
these pictures. I don't know. Yeah, they almost looks like accents instead of like yeah. like uh, veins popping out of the armor like it was in past. Like, yeah, right. Uh, the hunter there with the strand globe behind the neck and just under the yeah. uh, chest plate. Exactly, which I do like that kind of like in in the hood like highlight. That's and in, in like a great effect for hunters, I believe. That's like a perfect place. Yeah, it's um, pretty sharp. Also, the rocket launcher. Uh, we will be having a strand rocket launcher earnable during the solstice. Uh, looks pretty sick. Uh, it will definitely be matching that solstice armor. Um, and of course, it's going to be EAZ again. There is a couple things I think they're adding. Uh, Firebound. Which is a buff that's only going to be available in Bonfire Bash. Uh, when close to a fire team member, you gain increased recovery in Super Region. Uh, Flare, which is a buff that's going to be available in Bonfire Bash and the Vanguard Ops playlist, which rapidly defeat combatants to unleash waves of paracausal fire around you, dealing damage to nearby combatants. That's an interesting uh, choice. Uh, and we talked about uh, playing Diablo, uh, you know, the last few weeks or so since Diablo 4's launch. But it almost feels like a aura that you can get out of Diablo, like with those like ice shields for like the sorcerer and some of the other uh, abilities that they have. That's kind of interesting. Oh yeah. Um, like I said, there doesn't seem to be any drastic or sweeping changes to anything about Solstice, so good luck with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they, of course, do show us the winner of a the Wither Horde ornament. It's definitely an ornament. Yeah. <laughs> Wither Horde, because it's popular, getting another one. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Um, and then, of course, they have a little little stint on the oh god what's it called uh, I I literally like just watched crap about this freaking weapon uh, the exotic oh, we could yeah. implement there we go yes um they are like listening to feedback about it um and it will apparently have buffs on the way uh they did want to explain Kind of like the catalyst and their reasons behind it. Uh, they didn't. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's one uh, we could implement. Uh, but apparently, any stasis crystal, uh, I'm not sure if they meant with catalyst or not. Um, any stasis crystal can essentially make it to where you won't reload ever with that weapon. So, it's kind of an intriguing perk. Yeah. yeah. So, it'll have some. It feels like it kind of have some niche uh, niche issues. Uh, it being a 180 scout isn't super awful. Um, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, we got it from TV Wrath. Uh, and I haven't which, used it much yet either myself. I got it, then vaulted it, and went back to other times <laughs> writing. I mean, makes sense. Um, Otherwise, that's that's legitimately like the meat of the twab. Um, it's like uh, we were talking a little bit, uh, what, pre-show? A little bit on the lighter side, right? Indeed. Um, one, because we are getting, you know, 
We have a month left for the season. It's going to be some tuning, a little bit here and there, not a lot. Uh, what we've already finished the story, uh, the story beat for this uh, season. So, oh, yeah. it's a good time to touch grass or play Diablo or other games, or that Final Fantasy sixteen or Crisis Core. Indeed, I mean, yeah, there's definitely things are definitely on the wind down. I mean. For this season, Solstice has always been kind of the mark of the wind down. Yeah. Which I feel like for this time period, for some reason, I always feel like Solstice happens late in this season. Or maybe that's just completely duplicity to me, but like I said, it just seems to happen kind of later. I guess some seasonal events happen in seasons. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they've started towards the end of seasons in uh, previous years. Uh, we, we've been doing this uh, Destiny 2 thing for seven years. What feels like seven years? Right. Has it, has it been that long? And um, Probably. I mean, they, they've definitely changed that model over the years, but um, I, I kind of remember it. Uh, there was one year it was, I thought it tore being towards the end of the season uh, because they said, oh, hey, your uh, your solstice armor will carry over to the new armor 2.0 or whatever it was. And uh, it gave us a reason to grind and it was towards the end of the season and to when that changeover was happening. Monday, you're right. I definitely remember like that, at least being talked about. Yeah. Man, things have changed drastically over the years for sure. But Twab... Late season, it's almost over. I say let's uh let's get into some after dark shenanigans uh mid podcast. We don't even have to save it for after dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say there's I haven't run much rating uh for the after dark side of things. I, I do want to get back into that here probably this weekend uh coming up, uh now that uh, I'm kind of in the middle of my work month and uh jump in with uh the crew and start having a little bit of fun. Uh but Des for some outside of Destiny talk, any good foods recently? Not yet, per se. Um it's about the only like interesting new thing I've had is I tried the <laughs> Try the new volcano thing at Taco Bell. Um, yeah, it's like a. It's more the sauce than anything because, of course, it's just product with this like this new like sauce. Um, actually, but they're pretty good. So, yeah, of course, it's only if you like Taco Bell to begin with, which I know can be <laughs> divisive. Uh, I personally love it, despite what it does to my stomach. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, they have a sauce on it, and I'm uh, sauce weird as it is. I know I don't do a lot of white sauces as we talked previously, uh, but any kind of new like weird sauces, ranch-based sauces, anything like that, even some of the spicy ones that they put on a Taco Bell, I'm not a big fan of. So I usually, when I try new stuff like that, I get them without the sauce. But you're saying it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, well, that and the volcano sauce is a cheese-based sauce with some kind of like spices and seasonings. So. Interesting. It's not even white cheese. It's an orange sauce, Sin, so you're fine. <laughs> um, uh, maybe. Maybe I'm fine. But now, otherwise, uh, me and the wife still have plans to hit up a... We actually found a ramen shop or a restaurant that serves, like... I mean, I'm going to say the word authentic, but this is a ramen shop in South Carolina. 
I'm not super expecting super authentic. Like I said, it's it says like an authentic experience, so we'll go with that for now. <laughs> but I'm like super stoked. Right, but I am definitely super stoked to try it. Um, I mean, it's a bit on the pricey side, but I don't know. I've always wanted to try like one of these quote unquote authentic ramen places. So we'll see how that turns out uh, <laughs> down the road. <laughs> And uh, Kato with a late join. Uh, any uh, bike or food stories? No, I just wanted to comment on the fact that um, we had a per se local ramen shop here. Mm. It didn't last very long, unfortunately, oh. because um, yeah, I, I don't know. Apparently, it just wasn't popular. It has new owners. I have not been to it since the new owners took over. Ah. Maybe you so, should try it. I'm hopeful. <laughs> well, we have a uh, ramen style shop not far from here in uh, in good old WV, uh, but I have haven't been there in probably over a year. But it's in uh, it's basically in Shepherdstown, which is one of the biggest college areas around. Um, and <laughs> the last time I tried, it, hilariously, that's the only reason it's still surviving. Well, I was about to say hilariously, our ramen shop is in the college town. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad place for it, right? Because it's going to be. Busy. I mean, legitimate because, I, like I said, I just Same. find it hilarious because we we don't live that far from uh, Clemson, which, of course, you know, fairly large college town. So, um, and college towns in the south are, yeah. It's college town thing. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm sure in general, but I mean, there's definitely other like, well, like take Tuscaloosa. I mean, it might as well be the capital of Alabama. Um, yeah, my, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I was gonna say my food experiences this week has been uh, lacking because we we have been finishing the flooring right, so my stove has not been hooked up. So it's a lot of everything that we've been eating at home has been microwave or fast food because it's easy, quick and easy, and it uh, gets the job done. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we have, um, I don't know how popular they are around you all, but we had a uh, crumble cookie. Um, it was, it's a cookie shop. You know, They had a couple down in Virginia area, but there's one uh, now local to us that have op- that's opened up uh recently to us and um you know for those down in the carolinas i think northern i don't know about south carolina does but uh duck donuts uh one's going in uh, about 30 minutes away from me and their donuts are good thanks but as far as uh outside of food we have a a like a local cheesecake place uh talking about desserts now they have um I wouldn't say gourmet, but they have like their own cheesecakes that they make them fresh. I had one that today, and because um, my wife goes there plenty of times without me, but um, we ended up stopping there on the way back home today, and they had a lemon raspberry one and uh, Twix, and they had like a triple chocolate one. I got the lemon raspberry, and she got the Twix, and both were delicious. The Twix nice. sounds delicious. Oh, it was good. Like a very, very nice, like a regular cheesecake in the middle with a like a chocolate topping and a Twix on top. And I don't know what they huh. do with the flavorings of the cheesecake itself, but that was good. 
They were both nice. good, but I kind of want cheesecake now. Like, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You like cheesecake, but you don't like white sauce. There's a difference okay. there. That's dessert. No, no, That's sweet. no, 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 no. Proper cheesecake is a white sauce at one point. Yes, but it's not really a sauce. It's more of a batter. No. Uh, so Sin prefers white batter, not white sauce. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why I have three kids. <laughs> Fair. I told you we were getting into the after dark uh, here before ending, so it might as well continue that theme. <laughs> Rodimus says, call me out. They can greet me. Love it, Rodimus. So since you're joining late, Kato, to the uh, party, mm -hmm. what have you been doing this week in gaming? Did some raids over the weekend. Of course. S still don't have all the red borders from last wish. A little salty. Kept getting armor. Of course. That seems to be a common curse with you. Yeah. Armor heavy drops. All the time. Especially when you have a goal for a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, I'm one to say, at least in my memory, there was a, probably about 70 to 80% of raids like, yep, armor piece. Yep, armor piece. Hey, look at there, another armor piece. Yeah, it took me forever to get my Fate Bringer from Vault. It was ridiculous. A lovely grind. Now, I saw you, uh, instead of jumping on last night, because uh, I was off today, I, um, I was looking to see if anybody was on. Now I saw you over, I think, in Blueberry with a couple of the PTP folks. Did, were you raiding or uh, Crucible? We were doing better. We went in as a six-stack and had some interesting matches. We, um, I think there was like four of us at one point that were all running Muffy since just for the, for the fun of it. Nice. Nice, and, uh, I forgot. Forgot it's banner week. Yeah, it is banner. That's like all I've done on Destiny is I jumped on I think Tuesday. Kind of knocked out some of the seasonal challenges and then have uh, and then banner last night. That's pretty much all I've done. I didn't even hop on tonight like I was going to. I'm just here. Yeah, that's pretty fair. The weather that seems to the weather we've had here has been miserable. It's been freaking hot here, man. Jesus. Yeah. I think it feels hot everywhere. Hot and sticky well, outside. It's like it was kind of it, it was like dawdling in that like mid range for a while. But yeah, then just like three ish weeks ago or something. Like the first hot day we would have for summer, and we already had a heat the next morning when I woke up that morning. So I was like, oh, this is a great sign. We go, temp wise, it hasn't been terrible. I think we've only had a, like 102, 103 once or twice the past couple of weeks, but. We keep getting rain every weekend, and then throughout the week, mm. it's hot. So it's like 80% humidity, and I'm, just, yeah. I'm over it. Yeah, that just makes it all the worse. Like today, I don't even think it hit 95, but the humidity was terrible. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm not uh, not a big fan of that when it gets uh, too hot and sticky, but we'll be out of, we're in July now, so it, before you know it, we'll be into the fall. I mean, that should be a nice, fairly cool winter, usually. Ish, maybe. I don't know. I still might not wear pants this year in the winter. I'm pretty sure that's Kato every day. I wear pants every day. Okay. So just shirtless. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody who's listening, that's a mental picture. But are you really? Are you really wearing a shirt at work? Uh, Yeah. No, multiple yes, shirts. Yes. I was about to say, working around welding stuff. Yes, you wear a shirt at work. Yeah, that's fair. Well, if you ever get bored, you can come help me do some house projects. I need to work at my own house. <laughs> like, no, you just need to get that barn dominium we talked about last week. <sighs> just for Mister Monkey, because he wants more. He wants to know more about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could if I would. Just do it. The best things in life are spontaneous, Kato. Yeah, except that's not a cheap spontaneous. No, but you can make it happen. I have faith. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, just put yourself in crippling debt. It'll be fine. Right? I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you say crippling debt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would definitely be crippling debt. That's true. It'd be a small mortgage. Small. <laughs> You're going with small. Small mortgage. <laughs> yeah, 30 I years. Mean, you got this. Comparatively, it could be bigger. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just get rid of a couple of bikes, get the barn dominium, and then get a couple new bikes <laughs> yeah. to be inside the barn dominium. <laughs> I just need to win the lottery. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> this is true. I would I would like to win the lottery myself, but that means I'd have to play. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, that's all I got for uh, for this week. Um, myself, unless you all got something on your mind, we can keep the show fairly short this week. Fairly. Um, one thing I did kind of forget about mentioning uh we did get of course a new uh veil containment research log i didn't know this until like yesterday maybe today but i guess mm-hmm. you can keep running that mission and just get more and more lore about the veil from it i mean there's what nine research logs now yeah, that I believe is a weekly release, and someone mentioned you can. It's not like gated, I think, so you can like keep doing it to catch up. So I now think. that it's all done, you just got to repeat the same mission nine times to get them all. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but I do know this. This one is. Uh, it's definitely a bit of the boggle, and I can't wait to see what they do with it because this seems like something that they're going to do something with this. Um, considering the big reveal this week uh, was Lakshmi 2. Um, not only is technically from 
Neomona at one point in time, but also apparently was one of the brain dead or yeah, one of the brain dead exos uh, that I guess got too close to the veil and thus got wiped and brain dead. Um, but apparently has an imprint of the mind of Maya Sundaresh. It's interesting. Yes, which, yeah, which kind of makes her sort of a clone of Maya Sundaresh, but more like Banshee is to Clovis Bray, potentially. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because Banshee has the imprint of Clovis Bray without any of like, the direct memories. Right. So. Yeah. So, like I said, now that I'm like speaking that out loud, that that might be a better analogy in the system. But um, like I said, just a very curious like bit of lore to drop on people. Um, not even like taking into account like the ramifications of saying you know Lakshmi too was kind of a different Maya Sundaresh. Um. Which, I mean, it, it does explain, like, a bit of, like, lore things, such as uh, why Lakshmi 2 would continue working with the portal, or the Vex device that Future War Cult had, after mm-hmm. Maya Senderesh left uh, right. Future War Cult, if I'm remembering right about that. Um, that, was, that was a couple of years ago now, or at least a year ago now. Um... And a lot of, like, just her overall motives and such just kind of instantly get questioned on just fundamental levels. But, like I said, more curious to me is just the fact that they would decide to drop that in our laps now, especially so late in the season. Um, Or, you know, just kind of at all. It's like, what's the payout for that going to be? Is, like, is this uh, leading up to something big in the next season? Because I know they mentioned, of course, we would know more about the Veil this season, but are they going to continue like more um, what I affectionately call what should have been in the expansion uh, like type stuff? Lightfall. There we go. Yeah, what should have been in Lightfall? Probably. Um, But I don't know, like I said, it's, it's just curious that they dropped this. Like, this is a pretty big, like, chunk of information to just say, you know, kind of wistfully like this. So I'm kind of curious what the payout's going to be, if anything. I mean, I hope it goes somewhere. I hope they don't just, like, oh, here's all this information, and now we're going to just ignore it. Right. That's, that's kind of what I'm fearing. Like, they haven't really done that before that I'm aware, at least right off the top of my head. Well, they probably have, because, I mean, there's the whole thing about Orcs of Soul being in touch mouths that's still not really being touched on. But that's kind of like the inverted, like, they dropped that information on us in the Taken King, and then, like, they're kind of, like, ignoring, like, everyone's ignoring the fact that Orcs of Soul is still in touch of Malice, which is very curious to me, just every time Orcs gets mentioned. Oh, and I did come to the a potential realization of... Considering Oryx's soul is still alive, that might be why his body is still growing. Mm, yeah. Uh, because he put his soul in touch of malice so he can continue to feed. So that could 
very well be the reason for his continued growth after death because uh, he's not really dead anyway um yeah beyond that i mean like i said i'm just very curious on like the payout and where that's going to go and hopefully it's somewhere that is interesting who knows what it'll lead to all right because there's a lot of places it could go but also it's like the main story just kind of i mean you know we're talking about like the culmination of the saga here right. and of course the main story right now is you know the light and the dark has like met and fused so what's going to come of that and and i feel like that should of course obviously take precedence but again bringing up some this is a pretty big juicy piece of information just to pop up that has to be relegated to at the most side seasonal stuff, essentially. So we'll see. They could somehow like tie into uh, Final Shape in some way. I don't know how it could, but you know, doesn't mean Bungie writers don't know how it could. True. But yeah, yeah. We time will tell. I mean, I think over the next couple seasons, we're going to get more and more hopefully i do hope we continue like at least and that's the thing because they told us like we were going to know more about the veil and i feel like these veil containment research logs haven't really told us a lot about the veil and i think i've only done one yeah i've only done one i did the first week (laughs) (laughs) i got the new gun put it in the vault okay that was cool because I didn't realize um, that you were supposed to do it every week, I guess. Oh. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, or you can just check out the uh, Destiny Lore Vault and go through their fail, fail containment playlist. We, yeah, I could do that. Um, which, I mean, you see, that's the thing. Though, like, like I said, Lakshmi 2 being like, you know, an imprint of Maya Sandoresh is one piece of information that's like, they're just kind of tossing out. Like I said, if this is the last one, then I was kind of hoping there would be more um, because this is not like a great note to leave on um, because we also have like the very question they rose themselves in these things and like potentially Cloud Striders being hijacked Vextech. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, there's like an entire question. Um, like potentially, like at least insinuating that Cloud Striders could. Well, when they mentioned when they first mentioned the uh, brain, uh, the mind wiped exos, because I mean they go along with the exp- like because uh, they re-explain or like I guess remind people about clarity and uh, clarity control and like the building of the exos and the fact that. Bray took radiolary fluid and sterilized it from clarity. So it's basically been like dark sterilized. Uh, But then again, if the veil is the source of the dark, it basically just like wipes exo memory to where they're alive but non functional. And then they also, within that same like lore drop, mentioned that Maya was looking to use these mind-wiped exos and, like, potentially incorporating Vex tech into something 
so literally uh, Nimbus pretty much questions is like, am, am, am I part Vex? And Osiris has to tell me to say no. Um, which does lead to one of my favorite Nimbus lines, actually, uh, which is, can I time travel? <laughs> and Osiris going, uh, let's hope not. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, there's a lot of like questions that uh, this Veil Containment stuff has raised that now we don't know where it goes from here. Right. Like, did they just mention the Vex Tech and the Mind Wiped Exos purely as the precursor to what Maya Sundaresh did in Future War Cult? Because the machine, the like, you know, Future Seeing machine that Future War Cult had was Vex Tech. And if she was trying to essentially make a mind copy of herself to, to work off of, Potentially, I mean that could make sense because there was that time that they were trapped with copies of themselves, and you know were able to escape a vex simulation. Again, if I'm even remembering that lore right, there's so much I probably should have like, and I like need to refresh myself on. But no, so yeah, this is a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, and also the entire question of. Uh, it's like uh, someone posted in one of the lore things uh, it could very well be because interestingly the, the concept of the Vex is the fact that they're so in tuned with the way the universe works they can time travel like without any kind of space magic it's like they just have that fundamental knowledge of the universe to be able to literally go to any time and place. So why aren't like they more active? And someone posed like a question or postulated or something, some question that what if they're just basically what if after final shape we that like the Vex will be the one to like step up into main antagonist role. Which would honestly be the most logical thing because I'm still in I'm still of the mind that the whole quote unquote end of the light and darkness saga is kind of the end of light and dark. And the only thing stopping the Vex from really overcoming anything from light and dark is the fact that they can't simulate so they can't predict paracausal forces. Um, so yeah, why not just like chill out and wait until like these two big threats at least dwindle each other down? That's like strategy one hundred and one, right? I didn't even consider that actually. Uh, that is a, that is an interesting theory because, because there is. Sorry, hmm? well, I was about to say there is like lore, at least from the start of D two, that Vex activity had decreased since the Black Garden incident. Oh. And because it was postulated by Ikora in like early Destiny 2 lore, I believe, that we did something to their minds, so we're actually like slowing down their work. But the more we find out about the Vex, the less that makes sense, you know? Considering they literally don't think for themselves. They're like hive thinkers, essentially. Right. 
I mean, it can make sense, but also at the same time, there's just so many Vex across so many places, and they can call upon Vex from other timelines even. So, I mean, how can we really slow down something that seems to not be able to be slowed down? So it's 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 just like a interesting thing that, you know. Well, I was just thinking, yeah. like, we're we're kind of, you know, we've made allies of the Elixni, well, some of them, the Cabal. Um, it looks like we're going to be making an ally of, most likely, the Lucent Hive this next season. Potentially, so that would just leave the Vex. And I don't ever see us becoming allies with the Vex. So, I mean, their entire goal—yeah, their entire goal—is to be the last thing alive. So, right. So, I think that's a pretty solid theory. That after Final Shape, that it'll literally be no more light and dark, as they've said, and it'll just be time traveling Vex problems. Yeah, which of course, like I said, narrowing down paracausal forces would be the—I mean, again, it would just make sense. Um, so is that way and, they were trying to like get access to the veil, or were they trying to get access to the veil, well, so they could better <sighs> understand the paracausal forces? You see, that's a, okay. So one confirmation of the fact that they can't simulate paracausal forces was Asher. Just like, well, that was last season, right? With Excalibur. Yeah. Because Asher actually, even as of X himself had to like manually keep up like his simulation he couldn't like it couldn't be like an automated simulation right. he had to like manually keep it up on his own which i think is one reason why he let himself become a vex probably uh is to like just be capable of that but no i mean the the only time we know of that the vex could simulate a paracausal force was Curia. And she was taken. Or it was taken. Right. I don't know why I think feminine when I hear that name. But, you know. But no, yeah, it could only... Because that's how Savathun controlled the taken for a short time. Was Curia was simulating Oryx. Right. Uh, to such a degree to tell the taken what to do, essentially. Um, but that's the only instance of the Vex, like, properly simulating a paracausal force. And it was itself taken over by a paracausal force. So, I don't know. But, I mean, it's not like they haven't... They've always had interest in, of course, at least attempting to simulate paracausal forces, because that was what they did with Saint 14 They couldn't right. take him down, so they made a Vex that could drain him of light. It's not like they could do anything with it, but they could at least drain it from him. So they're... The, I don't know. That's Like I said, just from what they've been capable of, like they've danced they've danced around that entire line of them not being able to simulate par paracausal forces, but they've done a lot with it. It's because, like I said, they could drain the light from Saint-14 to kill him, effectively. And then you had Curia, who was a Vex, but kind of kept his own will. That could. So, I mean, it's it's just a fine line that's kind of terrifying that potentially they're... The Vex are just potentially just waiting and lying in wait to see what happens when the dust clears with this whole final shape thing. 
and I'm hoping if the Vex is it, I definitely want like balls to the walls, you know, time traveling, like butterfly effect crap happening. <laughs> I, I definitely want because the Vex and the lore at least have always been like kind of the greatest threat. For, I mean, even from like D1 vanilla. Like, the Hive were mysterious, the Elixir were pirates, the Cabal were warmongers, but the Vex, you know, time-traveling murder robots. Kind, they've always been, like, front-loaded into, like, this scary menace that hasn't done anything. Right. Comparatively. Like, we've definitely found out more about the Hive, and they're slightly more terrifying these days. But like I said, comparatively, Vex lore and actions haven't really increased from that point, per se, since, like, Destiny 1. So, I don't know, I, I would not, it would be very interesting if, the, again, the reason we have to leave the solar system, uh, because they did mention beyond this, we would be going more places, like, potentially you know, exploring further mysteries of the universe. Uh, it would be very cool to, you know, potentially, you know, it, I mean, it kind of reminds me, like, for all the Star Trek fans of the Borg. Very much so. Right? Um, especially now that we know that they can technically assimilate things. Um, that is a very apt description now, come to think of it. Um, but it it kind of reminds me of that because, you know, when the Borg were first introduced, they're a threat because, of course, it took brainy, out-of-the-box strategy to take them down. And, of course, they were very threatening, but they were never, like, a threatening presence, per se. But then we go to, like, Star Trek Voyager, was it? I believe is the name of that show. That shows that the Borg pretty much controls like a large chunk of an entirely different quadrant of the galaxy. Which makes them far more ominous and present. So I can't wait for that moment for the Vex, you know? Yeah, and that may come, like you said, during Final Shape. No, post-Final Shape. Or post. Essentially. Right. Like I said, it would give us the biggest reason to go outside of the solar system, I believe, also. And like really explore, yeah, like really explore the universe, like in mass. Who knows? Maybe one day we might go to Fundament and there'll be like crazy, like throwback Easter eggs. <laughs> Doesn't make you wonder. I mean, they they talk of various other places in the universe and various bits of the lore. Yeah, like. like uh, what was it like this? I forget the number, but uh, Drifter claims to have visited one of the tombs of Nezarek. Third tomb. Third. Third or fourth. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely, and it's like, do those actually exist? I mean, because there's a lot, like, especially now, there's a lot cosmology, you know, cosmology. Universally, let's use that term. Um, hmm. That that they can do, and of course, there will be like hive Easter eggs potentially 
everywhere. Um, considering just how you know how long like the hive and the witness has been traveling the universe, there's no telling like what little things we'll find and learn. Like even beyond, you know, the saga of light and dark. Because come to find out, Cabal history is deeply rooted with Hive and their mythology. So that tells us right there that like the Hive is a major, like, you know, long lasting force. So like I said, I I definitely do want to like go somewhere that's definitely more Vex heavy. Like I want to see a real Vex thread, you know, I want to see like a planetary, like just, you know, I want to see the home of the Vex. Someday. Were they, you know, created, manufactured, however you want to look at it? Who knows? Because, I mean, like, because the, the Vex itself are like a organism pattern thing residing within the Radiolara. So does every bit of Radiolara we see contain Vex intelligence? Or is it just for the possibility? Like, they definitely procreate. They definitely, like, expand. Because, again, that was their primary, like, function anyway. Right. Uh, as a pattern as to, like, spread and grow, essentially. But, yeah, ex- exactly like how. Like, ha- there's definitely a lot more that can go on, like, with the biology of the Vex. Because, I mean, they're definitely alive to some degree. But what do we do to them? Like just because we damage the shells, which we know aren't that important, doesn't mean we're I mean, very potentially we've killed like legitimately zero vex. Right. Like potentially. Just because of how their biologies could work. Like sure, we've trashed like millions upon billions of shells, essentially. But it doesn't mean we've made any actual dent to the population of Vex. Yeah. I just yeah. Uh, contributed some to uh, that killing of shells here in Terminal Overload. All that talk uh, oh. with some of the stuff, it made me want to jump back into Europa here and just kind of poke around. You mean Neptune? Nice. Uh, yep, yeah, that one. Not Europa, Neptune. <laughs> I knew what you meant, at least. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, what was it, Kato? Some like <laughs> so many possibilities now. Yeah, there are. There really, really are. And who knows? They could actually pull a complete switcheroo and introduce something brand new. Because why not? Right. Because I mean, yeah. that's another mm-hmm. thing I guess to take into consideration. Because the Awoken Home Dimension. The tributary? Tributary, there we go. I keep wanting to say distributary, but... Maybe it is the distributary. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those two, for sure. It's something airy, for sure. Um, But no, like, yeah, their home dimension is basically a black hole where they just decided to live. So, I mean... What if there's more? Like that? Well, um... Like... The species or race that Nezarak is. Like, where yeah. is their home planet? Like, we know with exactly. 
he was the last Lubrian, so yeah. that's out of the question. But like, where did the Tormentors come from? Where is Nezarek? What what is he? You know? Right. I mean, he, he's a dude that's dead, revived, and we personally killed him. But, yeah, he's definitely... And, and they've hinted at ties with Scions to him. Right. In ways. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, is he steeped or somehow potentially related? I think it's a similar species, actually. I mean, it could very well be. Like, it could Are be, they or at least. Come from the same um, planet, I think. Uh, what would it be called? I guess, uh, I guess just a, a similar evolutionary line. Like whatever, whatever Nezarek was could be like his race could have become the Scions. Yeah, you know, kind of like a, I guess, Neanderthal to human. Yeah, there was something in the lore. I just don't remember what. Amber mentions in the chat Scions worship Nezarek. Yes, that is. Uh, one of the raid lines, yeah? The fact that Sion, or... I can't remember if it was in the raid or if it was in the... Uh, Whispers. When Lightfall came out. But it, they've... Actually, there could be references to him and Sion. Like, a reference to connection between him and Sion's in both places, to be honest. But yes, yeah. they're... There has been like stated, hinted connections between him and Scions. Probably and then, of course, there's. Was... Hmm? Sorry, that's why I was thinking no, it was something to do like they're from the same planet or the same subspecies, or there was something that is more than just like a, them worshiping him per se. It was more like I don't remember what it was now. All right. <clears throat> Like, there's definitely so many avenues that they can go, and if we can, like, open up the universe and, like, explore, I mean, le legitimately, just the sky's the limit if we're no longer, like, constrained to our solar system. Right. Because there can just, I mean, there's just so much that we can go and explore. We could potentially, like, very. Maybe not, but potentially like go to the home planet of the witness and see the ruins that are potentially there or not. Who knows? Because that was a long freaking time ago. Um, I mean, yeah, there's just like I said, there's just so much potential and possibility that it'll, it'll be super stoked. But yeah, it does make me wonder. I mean, why exactly we haven't left the system? Uh, because the Traveler and you know, Bastion of Humanity and the creeping threat of the darkness at our doorstep for the past, like, ten years? <laughs> Basically. Yeah, what about I mean, prior to that? I mean... <laughs> I mean, technically, Bray did leave the solar system. Yeah. Because, I mean, he collected Vex juice from, like... Somewhere. What what he thought was like a source or at least a major planet of the Vex. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh... Like Hammer says, Drifter talks about it being scary out there, and considering he says that, yeah. Right. 
This is a man that will probably eat just about anything. Um, well, that brings up another good point with Drifter. Is the Drifter had encountered Hive before? Because he talks about, you know, you launch into Gamut maps, maps about um, the Chitin is... Um, oh, what's the line? You know what I'm talking about, talking about though. Like, he mentions it several times, like, different ways. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, like I said, Hive are ingrained, like, almost universal entities, just because their entire goal was tracking down the Traveler and eating it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's been travel outside of the soul system, but, yeah, I don't know. And who knows where by these other characters? Yeah, and like who knows exactly the extents that the uh, the Ishtar Collective Vex copies have like explored and potentially like reported back. Because I mean they're traveling through Vex networks. So I mean, it's true. There, there's so much different like possibilities and like. There's so many different bridges that they've opened to do exactly that, to finally like step us out of soul and really make this a science fiction style game. Well, I mean, I was just looking at the fact that we have all this amazing technology and paracausal forces, and we haven't left the <laughs> system. Well, here's them. the thing. A lot of our amazing technology is like refurbished Golden Age stuff. Right. So, I mean, how amazing is it really at this point in time? Because, sure, by our standards, it's still amazing. Because we yeah. could jump from planet to planet in minutes. And that's still pretty amazing. But Golden Age was like 700, about 1,000 years. Right. Like, how good can that like how good can even great tech withstand the marches of time and because there's definitely very little in terms of advancement since then like we haven't really topped golden age tech yeah which like it i mean doesn't make mm -hmm. a lot of sense but hey i mean good lord we went through like another entire dark age where people with powers thought they could uh Control well, people without. Yeah. <laughs> Which is definitely humanity in a nutshell, also. <laughs> Good times. Um, right, but how many years ago was the Dark Age, per se? Ooh. I mean, if the upper... If the upper years that I'm thinking about, or trying to remember from that one Guardian that actually has like a record of how long they were alive or whatever. Like I'm going to say like the upper limit is like 1500 years since the golden age, but yeah, it could have been at least two, 300 years that the dark ages lasted. And then who knows after that, like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Like it seems kind of viable that potentially like without a source of like, you know, nurturing and, you know, on the lookout of space pirates and murderous time-traveling robots and uh, black magic-wielding 
Minions of Darkness. Uh, yeah, I, I can understand that, you know, we haven't been able to really improve upon <laughs> technology. I guess. <laughs> That's a stretch. Like, we can refurbish this Golden Age tech into a really cool gun, but we can't figure out how to get outside of the solar system. Like, I, I don't know. I did notice something while I was fishing in the EDZ. And this was like, a, I guess, more of like a real world comparison. It's, you know, just say the collapse was a thousand years ago. Um, I just wanted to point out that there's still telephone poles with wires on them still standing in the EDZ. Like, um, Are you saying little, you should have taken them down by now? They should have rotted away by now, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Possibly. I, yeah. It's just... well preserved. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's good stuff. A lot of lore, lore talk. Yeah. Hammer said he'd love to actually see an actual timeline along with where Guardians, Elixney, and Hive land on that timeline. Um, where Guardian, Elixney, and Hive land on that timeline. Not sure what he meant by that exactly, but like when each was like started interacting with each other, I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't know. Guessing. All right, I think I'm back. Oh, there you are. Yeah, there we go. I probably sound love... <laughs> Gotta love technology. Yeah, my uh, what I was using, uh, or yeah, the phone I was using died so I had to Let's swap out. Fantastic. Uh, right. Yeah, um, I have to use my because it has a it has a jack where I plug in my headset. Um well, so nice. yeah this is probably not an ideal situation. But yeah. Here You're we using are. a golden age tech there. All right. God <laughs> Uh, Hammer did clarify. Do you want to see kind of how old each uh, each was? I guess on that timeline. Mm. Uh, it's true. I don't, I, I don't know if it's correct, but isn't Saladin one of the oldest guardians, like around? Well, one of them for sure. Uh, but oldest, that's hard to. I mean, considering he was one of the forces that would. You know, form the Iron Lords, and the Iron Lords were proto guardians to stand up to the warlords. Right. I mean, but Shax was an established warlord even before the Iron Lords. So Shax himself is very, very old too. It's true. But they're definitely in contention as like two, two of some of the oldest guardians we have. Because even Osiris was being taught by Iron Lords. Yeah, because so, it wasn't um, wasn't Osiris Felwinter's apprentice? Essentially. Uh, actually, I do believe it was Felwinter. Because I keep forgetting he's a warlock. Because there was for some reason what sticks out in my head is there's a funny bit in like early Grimoire lore that uh Osiris shoulder charges uh, Satan, I think it was. 
uh, one of the warlords because he had shoulder and basically showed showed it to him. But anyway, um, yeah, I think so though because it was Felwinter and someone else. I want to say Petrun or someone, and potentially like one of the Iron Wolves as well that he really studied with. Right. Yeah, that's kind of regular. Yeah, Ver- yeah Barracks and Aramis are also quite old. Mm. Considering they remember Reese before the whirlwind. Right. Which was pre our golden age. Right. <laughs> but I mean, if you want to talk about like the oldest entity just period, that's definitely witness hands now. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, who knows how long ago that was. But no, yes, uh, like I said, as far as Guardians, it's definitely got to be like Shex and or and slash or uh, Saladin. That's probably some of the oldest just black out. Just because of like circumstance. Right. Well, that is... well no, that's not true at all because there was, there's a Guardian... Well, he has the oldest. There's there's a there's a vague like guardian reference of a potentially guardian that was risen like right at the collapse <laughs> that like is part of the hidden potentially. Oh, so that can be like potentially the very oldest guardian that we have. Hmm. Uh, but again, there's only like. They're so very. There's only like two things I think in the lore about this thing or about this guy. So there's not like a lot of information there, sadly, that I'm aware of. Like I can't even remember the guy's freaking name. Yeah, I'm not sure on the name. No clue. Well, good stuff. Yeah. It's kind of bring up another point, though. Is like, do you ever think we'll actually get like? Just a singular guardian instead of having to be class specific. Meaning exactly. having everything that we have now over the three all in one. Yes. Where they go more like a true, I guess, RPG where you can spec in the certain things instead of having to be defined by a class. Well, that's not really a true RPG. You know what I mean. I mean, that's like an Elder Scrolls and like a Dark Souls style RPG. Still. But if you want to talk about like some actual RPGs, there has to be class restrictions. Either way. I know. Bust me your balls. Uh-huh. Let me that. Modern RPGs. <laughs> what RPGs have evolved ah, into? Like, that was, do you thank think... you, Hammer, for a sin... Aret, S-E-N dash A-R-E-T. I believe that's him. Um, or just like old as balls. Because I, uh, I think he was risen sometime around like the collapse, I think. Because I think there was some like lore saying he was some 13,000 years old or something like that. Or a thousand, 1,300, sorry, not 1,000. Let me... Let me, let, let me bring that back a decimal point. That's... Huh. Either way. Yeah, it's... Like I said, there's... Because there's only, like... As far as I'm aware, there's only, like, two things of war on them. And one of them, I think, is, like, 
collector's edition stuff or something. So, I mean, that's, yeah, so you were saying about RPGs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, do you actually think we'll actually get to that point with Destiny, or do you think we'll still be shoehorned in the three separate classes? Definitely going to be shoehorned in the three separate yeah. the classes. I like, agree with that. Is. Because, I mean, even, like, that's just, I don't know, it just kind of, like, makes sense, you know? That and they, especially now that everyone has their own distinct aesthetic and such, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it would be hard to think of, like, mixing and matching all these different aesthetics. I but agree. No, like, but I just class. know there's... There's... <clears throat> Various situations in the lore where you have guardians, you know, cross classing, which is just weird. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, there's legitimately kind of nothing stopping us other than just, at, at least lore wise, I don't think it's like an, I think I've, I've talked about this like a long time ago. But there's nothing physically stopping us from doing these things. Right. Like we this- would be capable it's just the way classes because i mean classes aren't even like super set out in destiny lore. i mean hunters became hunters because they had like a goal titans were titans because they helped build the wall and was more about being defensive warlocks were more they they weren't classes like to be classes but they were just groups of people that you know just came together for these goals, essentially. Right. So it's more as, you know... So the class restriction really isn't actual classes as it is. That's just how Bungie decided to lay their game out, I guess. I mean, essentially. Because <laughs> there's never... There's never a good reason in any RPG system, including Dungeons & Dragons, on why like That's things can't be done. Right. Um... Then again, I guess even in more modern Dungeons and Dragons, um, there is, you know, you can like cross spec into certain skills, but you do it at a disadvantage. Right. Um, now, I could potentially see like something like that, maybe, where you can potentially do a thing, like just super maybe, but again, it, it would be a very hard. I think it would be a very hard system to really build upon, to be honest. Because, I mean, that in these days, like, everything is balanced just around this system. So, I mean, if they literally tear that system down, like, where do you balance from and what do you even do? And how do you even, you know? Yeah. How do you even, basically? Uh, it's just food for thought. I'm sure. And it's definitely interesting, but I was just. I can't wrap my head around that. Uh, like how they could just, you know, up and do that. That's something right. I can't, like, think, or, think around, personally. Well, like my brain is... wants to stop functioning when I start thinking about <laughs> that. This is also coming from someone who's only played for a couple of years instead of the full life of Destiny. That's very true. Like, I am looking at it and the lore I've looked into and just various things, like, their class system is 
just how they've set it up. Yeah. Like you said, there's nothing in the lore that stops them from, I guess, no. cross-classing would be the best no. way to put it. Yeah, there's legitimately, because, I mean, uh, the the lore where Fell Winter shoulder charges Sadan is, like, like I said, super early lore. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Nice thought, yeah. though. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's very thought-provoking. It's just too bad. Like I said, my brain can't handle that thought. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I try and like think about it, it's like, well, they could, and it's, it's like I never get past the, well, they could, and it's just like, yeah, they could what though? <laughs> well, it's not like I'm so ingrained in this system and like how it works. It's like, I mean, I agree. Yeah. I'm stuck with the system now, but just like you said, it's very thought provoking. Of everything is balanced, but instead of just having three separate characters, just like the loadout system is now. Like, you're not really changing anything, per se. In my opinion. That would be weird if basically Titan Warlock Hunter be more of an aesthetic choice than anything. Right, that's what I mean. Is What if it was just the aesthetic instead of anything else? I don't know, because like... Because I know of games that have systems that have systems that do that, that like let you kind of like unrestricted be a thing. Um, it's like Final Fantasy XIV. Can you imagine? Uh, even how... though there's, Oof. can you imagine how interesting like unrestricted really said? How interesting it could be if things were unrestricted. But yeah. Like it's a terrifying thought, if we're being honest. But I mean, like you said, there's yeah. But then, how do you like like weapons is fine, sure. What about armor? Like you would have to, at the very least, like exotic armor, you would have to model to be able to work with anything. Yeah, it, it would. Or I don't you think miss out on exotic armors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My my brain has finally made it that far. Like you got me down the path that I could follow a little bit, but now we're stuck on. Yeah, but there's exotic armor that do, does a lot for like classes. Well, so like, okay. but you, hmm, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Some of those exotic armors, like actually a good majority of them, are either like neutral or they're super based. Yeah. Like, I'm, so, I'm definitely keeping up with you there, but again, there's the work of like having it work on a different model or like all different models, right? Because a Titan helmet's going to look really weird on a hunter. Well, yeah, it would, but <laughs> outside the visual here, <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Like, I mean, if you realistically think about it. It's more our restriction. The the restrictions come down to a lot of the exotics are just super base. Like Hammer's starting to list off the ones that are hunter specific that would work for all three classes just fine. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, they would look a little goofy. 
But what if the character models themselves weren't that much different? Like, what if your class item was just a aesthetic instead of actually defining the class? I get what you're putting down, but I still think it would be a little weird for the game and well mechanically and it's not going to happen for this iteration of destiny but you know at some point they're going to change from this iteration to something else whether that be a final shape or way after final shape what if your class item dictated what supers you could use oh okay okay because that's a system similar to Final Fantasy XIV. Because uh, you can have one character and be like pretty much every class in the game. Because the classes in those games are dictated by what weapons you or what the uh, weapon or tool you're holding. I, I mean, that would make sense. I guess that's kind of what I was going with too. Is like, you know, class items define. What supers, I guess, you could be running. Not necessarily the exotics, but what supers. And certain exotics would only work with certain supers, obviously. I think it'd be an interesting mix-up. But of course, again, it's... Who knows how well that could work. Just in like, the long term. Like, it would definitely open things up, because, again, you throw on like, a Warlock bond, you could use Warlock supers. You know, you throw on Hunter Cloak. You use Hunter supers, or whatever. Um, again, I just can't think of you know, like a supreme thing to take advantage of that. Right. Uh, like, because... I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I also don't want to delve too hard, because, again, like, a lot of these ideas, like... <sighs> it could support like a singular... a singular character. But also, who's to say just because you have a singular character, you're, you still won't, like, get, like, three times the grind needed to use all these supers, you know? Yeah. Because even in a unified system, we might have to potentially grind, like, extra times to unlock extra powers for your singular character, which would, honestly, at that point, just make it why. Well, I mean, I agree, but they're wanting interaction from the player base, and they took out the power grind, so... Just saying. Yeah. Like I said, it's definitely interesting to at least attempt to let your mind wander about that one. Yeah. You can't even say the grenades would be any different because guess what? We all have the same grenade now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ever since uh, subclass 3.0, there's no differences on who uses what grenade. I, I, that's th- kind of the reason I brought it up because it kind of feels like we're heading that direction, anyways. I mean, it's highly possible, but I do agree that this would definitely, like, any hint at that would definitely have to be the next iteration. Right, and it's it's going to be strictly on new systems. It's not going to be on the older platforms, but the older platforms are probably are going to be able to handle it. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, it's like it, it, it could. It's just. The way Destiny works now, no. Right. Yeah. It's more or less, it's, it would have to be a whole new game at that point. Yeah. Because, I mean, because more complex systems work on console. I mean, yeah. more complex systems worked on older consoles. 
but those were basically ported MMOs. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but they were functionally different because a lot of more of that, at least for like your standard MMO, more of that information is stored server side, like timers mm-hmm. and stuff like that, or like more server side. Right. While whatever platform you're using is pretty much like rendering the visuals and stuff like that, really. Um, whereas a lot of like timers and stuff kind of exists like a lot more of the workload exists on the platform side for destiny because they don't have yeah i mean mmos use i guess akin to dedicated servers uh, to essentially hold their worlds um i've never really thought of it that way before but probably um so yeah, uh, I mean, if if they switched it to a more MMO setting, like an you know a more standard MMO like framework, then you could really open up potentially at least what like complexities can happen for console and yeah. just a wide range of like uh, PC compatibility as well. Right. Decent. And I can say we took the biggest left turn ever <laughs> with the uh, I mean, sure. real talk and with sure. that question, Cato. <laughs> well, I mean, for sure. But there is definitely nothing wrong with that. It was definitely yeah. an intriguing conversation. Definitely padding out that uh, that runtime, baby. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Short episode, nothing. Sorry, I was I was just I was just <laughs> thinking about that. Uh, so anybody who uh, heard that we were going to keep it short, an hour later, Cato <laughs> came in, ran his eyes through the front glass, and just Not totally sorry. derailed it all. <laughs> you see, yeah, this perfect. was the this was the only downfall of that when I was playing Destiny, doing anything with Cato. <laughs> Because afterwards, we would get stuck in three to four to five hour conversations of speculation, lore, mechanics, what's going to be good, what's going to be bad. I loved it, but also at the same time, I've had many rough days at work because of it. Right. (laughs) I feel that. Exactly. And Kato is even in earlier time zones, so it's not late for him. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, Hammer Bungie does like the three characters. Hilariously, it was apparently when they were designing one, it was almost going to be a four character system. Wait, what? Yeah, they originally were designing D1 to work with four classes, not three. Uh, but apparently, they couldn't like really differentiate. The fourth one, so they just ended up cutting it and running a three class system. Interesting. I would also like to point out that Lord Saladin has a cape. So, I mean, yeah, but again, we were just talking about, yeah, you know, <laughs> old, old guardians and like not really giving a crap about the rules. <laughs> I mean, good lord, you had Osiris freaking 
one of the best moments that I, I wish would somebody would cut and turn into like a cut scene that has some kind of like they don't even have to have decent like oh, super decent art skills, just a decent dawn blade and slams one into a well. Like slams yeah. yeah, like dual and dawn blades turns one of the dawn blades into a nova bomb and then yeah, creates a well out of the second one and it's like excuse me? He like, also even just like three exotics too, so Yeah, I mean very true. I'm pretty sure but I mean, it's just hacking. Legit, he was OP. See, that's why Sabatoon took his like so that's <laughs> Zebo Arath took his light away. He was way too OP. He needed a nerf. <laughs> and now he's just getting old. I mean, that, that is kind of interesting, okay. though. Is I. <sighs> I mean, I understand why they do it from a gameplay perspective, like why you can only run one exotic at a time. But can you imagine the fun you could have <laughs> running multiple exotics? Like, I mean, yes, but also you very quickly realize why that's busted. Oh, yes. 100%. I mean, just the stupid combinations of things like Star Reader scales, with like shards of Galamar, you know, like that yeah. could be slightly busted just by, and that's not like not even a good comparison of things. That's just like off the top of my head, two random things that work together that would be just stupid. Yep. I was thinking like not even including like any invis exotic for a hunter, like what Graviton forfeit plus, uh, Gear Falcons, plus like Star Eater. Gear Falcons, plus Star Eater, plus like uh, is it Liar's Handshake or Capri Sting Capri that does Sting. more damage. That does more damage while you're invisible and doing a melee. Yep, it's Capri Sting. Like, right? So yeah, Gear Falcon, Graviton, Capri Sting. Like, how quick are you going to murder things I, uh... with those stacking properly? I have a proposal. We make a change.org and they give us a horde mode where you can run all exotics. <laughs> Just to watch how fast things can die with these combinations. Yes. Because, I mean, good lord, even like, yeah, even Titans are like, have some, I don't know them as well off the top of my head, but uh, every, every class definitely has like that dumb combination of things that can just probably break the game just utterly. Well, I'm, you know, yeah. Yeah. All I want to say is thanks, Kato, for bringing me into fishing. I got an exotic. <laughs> nice. See, Hammer agrees. <laughs> I just saw that comment pop up. Hammer would pay full price for exotic cord mode. I mean, there's probably a lot of people that would pay, like, at least a season price for that one piece of content. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd pay 15, 20 bucks. Fuck it. Right? <laughs> like, it would be very entertaining. I mean, for sure, because that would definitely... Because, I mean, it would definitely last probably longer than it should just because of all the dumb combinations of exotics like people would try out and like run it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a good question we can pose to the audience. How much would you pay? For an exotic cord mode and being able to run and, all exotics. And it, 
it even helps the content creators because they're going to have videos for days about I ran this dumb combination in horde mode. You know, like you know, what would it be worth to you to be able to run four exotics at once? I mean, because I'm sitting here thinking of combinations. Hammer, like I would, I would agree with Kato. It's like uh, ten to fifteen bucks would be an easy, would be an easy yes for that. Twenty would probably be a slightly harder yes for that, but would probably still end up being a yes. I can be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'd go. I probably wouldn't go much higher than that. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that would be probably my upper upper limit for that. Personally, I mean, all thumbs free is the best, but again, we have to remember it is is a business. Well, it's a business. Yeah. That makes me one like I don't even wonder. Kato's going down a rab- rabbit hole. He was like, I'm wondering. And I could just see that thought bubble over his head. If I you mean, listen closely, you can hear the hamster running on the wheel. <laughs> well, I I'm just sitting here thinking, there's not really like good hunter exotic legs that really benefit from you know running multiple. So, I mean, Star like, Eaters would be that generic because doesn't Star Eaters increase the super you get from orbs? Yes. So like it's everything. So, I mean, exactly. So like, so, I mean, at the very least, there's like Star Eaters, you know, Raiden Flux, just. Just the absurdity of things you could combine. Ooh, assassin's cow. I, yeah. That does something with my lights. Forget what. I never used it, so. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you can all phone seriously pay 15 bucks. Yeah, that. that. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hammer mm-hmm. with the real truth. We would never be able to play. We would crash the game every time. Probably. Servers Probably. are down. Right. <laughs> there were reports all across the nation of consoles and PCs frying themselves trying to keep up. <laughs> like spontaneous house fires just across the nation. Right? All of them Destiny 2 players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Good rabbit hole. We can, uh, why don't we cut it there? Yes, before we keep going. <laughs> we, might, we might get into RNG cast levels of rabbit holes. <laughs> we can get there. That's uh, uh, before my time. <laughs> right. Yes, it was. Uh, Cato, master of barn dominiums. Tell people where they can <laughs> find you. Um, mostly in the Discord. Well, yeah, that's pretty much it. The Discord. I haven't checked Twitter in like four months, if not longer. So yeah, the Discord. Dang. You're getting into Des level of checking. I don't yeah, I haven't checked really. So long, super good. <laughs> I don't really do socials, so you know. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. They can be uh, a little weird at times. A little weird. A little. 
And then uh, how about Dez, Sven Eret? Where can they find you? You can, of course, find me across a few discords. Um, and that's predominantly where you can interact with me because, yes, social media can be a cesspool of things. Um, but, oh, yeah, shout out to Retro Angel that posted that one thing. Uh, it ended up being in Guardian Brief, but it was like super like wholesome thing. Um, of someone like they posted in Reddit like that the day before I think it was posted for us in our Discord and like their well, friend of theirs that they met through Destiny had uh, passed let's say I don't want to get into the full full story but um the super wholesome like a uh, comment section on that so it was very heartwarming um to see like even in a Destiny subreddit. Um, things were kept very, very wholesome, especially considering the author asked people to run Gambit in memory of a guardian. So there were very no, like, nothing I could see of, like, whining about playing Gambit is super wholesome, like, very, very nice. And yes, I'm in the Discord. Send. Nice. Yes. Shout out to all those folks out there that participated without uh, giving a lot of grief and actually uh, doing something nice for the community. They can uh, find me, of course, sometimes on Twitter. I don't check it as much every once in a while uh, if I get a notification or, of course, in the Discord. Was along with uh, Kingsley Mac. You can find him everywhere and anywhere as Kingsley Mac. You can, of course, find our show on Twitter as The Guardian Hub or on the lovely website, theguardianhub.com. The best hub on the net. <laughs> thank you, Des. And, of course, thank you, Kato, for joining in on there and derailing the show. I uh, do appreciate you gentlemen. And uh, shout out to everybody listening live. I uh, had a great audience participating uh, this week. And we will catch you all again next week. Have a good one. Later. Bye. Later.